Welcome to Kiss of Life. I'm Jill Hoy, and this is my true unscripted story about how a wonderful but unexpected kiss combined with an unwavering faith in the guidance of my heart takes me away from my seemingly perfect and fabulous life to begin an amazing spiritual journey on the other side of the world. So here we are in the spring of 2015. I had been studying the Bhagavad Gita for some time now under the very, very learned scholar Joshua Green. Um, I loved these classes with Joshua, whose knowledge and wisdom I still enjoy so much. And uh, if he should be listening, even your really bad jokes, Joshua. Um, he's written so many beautiful books, but one which you might be familiar with is Here Comes the Sun, the spiritual and musical uh, journey of George Harrison, who, as you know, was one of the Beatles. So Joshua lived with the Beatles for many, many years and became very good friends with George. So I was learning, um, studying the Bhagavad Gita under him. And I thought perhaps I would also continue to learn from Yogi Churu. But um, to my surprise, he suggested I no longer needed to learn from him which not only came as a complete surprise and came completely out of the blue in the form of an email, it was totally unexpected. So I must be honest, it sent me into a bit of a tailspin. Um, I was pretty hurt. Uh, but at the same time, uh, it forced me to look at the bigger picture. And after some serious contemplation about what my next step should be, I finally reached out again to Bruce and Colin, so the owners of Pure in Hong Kong, and I asked if I could teach in one of their 11 Hong Kong yoga studios for a full calendar month as Seva. So if you're not familiar what Seva is, Seva is an act of selfless service, and uh, it's done with no expectation of anything in return, and it's considered to be a very important part of our spiritual practice. So I was basically offering to teach six days a week for a full calendar month, unpaid, with no expectations, as a way of saying thank you to all of these wonderful teachers that had helped me to evolve and learn so much. And I wanted to share that knowledge with others freely. So Colin agreed immediately, and so in May, off I went to Hong Kong for the month, and I taught more or less two, sometimes three classes a day, six days a week. So, and I remember that, i just tell you a funny story, because I remember the ladies on reception telling me one day, um, Jill, your class is in, in this studio here, which was right next to reception. And I was like, oh, okay, ladies, thank you so much, you know, and just sort of casually walked into the classroom. But then I suddenly saw that the classroom was huge and that the dividing wall between the two classrooms had been folded back. And now the classroom was huge and there were at least 70 people in the room. And I, I still remember it now. I ran out and I, I ran to reception and I went, no, 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 no. This can't be my class. This can't be right. There's like too many people in there. Um, but that was my class and that was teaching in Hong Kong. So, and I can't tell you how immensely rewarding and special it was to teach in Hong Kong and guiding 70 people through their sun salutations with their breath all in perfect harmony. It still gives me goosebumps. Um, 
and I consequently went on to teach in Hong Kong periodically as saver over the next four years, which was deeply, deeply rewarding. And and actually to see the same faces come back to the mat with me, not only for the classical Hatha practice, but also in my meditation class, it was just so wonderful. And I'd like to tell you a, a, a funny story. One morning, which was very early one morning, in uh, a guided meditation class, we're all sitting in the dark and I'm guiding my students who are of all ages, young and old, and um, I'm teaching them, um, coming towards the end of the class, and I'm teaching them a short meditation practice called a Japa Japa, which was on gratitude. And um, and I asked them afterwards just to reflect for a moment or two uh, on, on something that they're truly grateful for. And suddenly, out of the dark, an elderly gentleman, um, his voice um, is booming out of the out of the darkness and says, "We're grateful for you coming all this way and teaching us this beautiful practice." So it was it was just really really very special. And thank you, Colin, and thank you, Bruce. Um, I'm forever grateful for not only uh, giving me this wonderful opportunity to teach at Pure, but also your incredible trust and faith in me uh, to do this job. So thank you. Um, and then let's fast forward a little bit to 2018 when I'm back in New York and now I'm learning from Dharma Mitra uh, in his studio downtown. And I was particularly fascinated, which I still am, but at that time particularly fascinated by his headstand practice, um, which is where you solely balance on the crown of your head. So your arms are alongside your body, so basically no hands, and you're only balancing on the crown of your head. And so anyway, one weekend in November, um, I decided to go to Mexico City for the weekend. And I was staying in a hotel uh, in an area called Palanco. And in the hotel, I asked the concierge, where could I do yoga? So just to add that over these last few years, uh, I had been visiting Tulum quite regularly in Mexico. I'd visited Tulum many times. And I'd actually um, recently taught a retreat for pure yoga uh, in the Nomadi Hotel in Tulum with my lovely friend Kate. And, and so I was kind of curious to see what yoga was like in Mexico City. So the hotel recommended me a studio just around the corner, uh, which was called Agora Lucis. So off I went to my, you know, um, to, to go and find my yoga class. And I went early in the morning. And when I entered, there's some gates which uh, are at the entrance of Agora Lucis. And when I entered through the gates, um, I suddenly entered into this beautiful um, garden, this sort of oasis of complete calm with like a small fish pond and um, beautiful flowers and trees and um, just beautiful. And I remember stopping in my tracks and thinking, wow, what a beautiful place. This must be such a wonderful place to work. Anyway, I then went to reception and I met with the manager, Diana, who was on the reception that day, and she speaks perfect English. <clears throat> and anyway, I asked her, do you have uh, any classes in English? And she said, I'm so sorry, no, we don't. But some of our teachers do speak some English and I can ask them 
to give you the instructions in English if you want. And I was saying, no, 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 please don't do that because it's very annoying and very distracting for the rest of the class. Um, I'm actually a teacher, so I'll just go to the back and I'll just follow the postures. And she was like, you're a teacher? Where are you from? So anyway, so I told her I'm from New York and yes, I teach sometimes in New York and yes, I teach sometimes in Purin, Hong Kong. And, um, and she was like, oh, wow, we need an English-speaking yoga teacher here. Would you like a job? And I was like, um, you don't know anything about me. Um, you don't know anything about me and you don't know how I teach. You don't know anything. And I have to say, Bruce and Colin, I hope you're listening, but she did actually say, oh my goodness, if you're from Pure, then you've had really, really good training. Everybody knows that. You must be a really good teacher if you teach at Pure. So Anyway, she basically said to me, we need a teacher here. Could you start in January? And I, I said to her, I can't come sooner than January because I have to go and teach for my month saver in Hong Kong in December. So she said, okay, can you come in January? So I was like, well, you know what? Let me go back to New York. Let's talk about this on WhatsApp. Let's have a video call. Let me send you my bio. Let me send you some photographs or a video of my practice. And then you can decide if you still want me. Anyway, after the class, so I do the class, and after the class, I pick up a coffee in the restaurant there, and I go to <clears throat> the small uh, park, uh, Lincoln Park, and I sat down in the park and I called my boys, and I was like, boys, you're not going to believe this, but I think I've just been offered a job. Anyway, my boys were like, do it, Jill, do it. You know, it's like, it's amazing. You're going to love Mexico. And I was like, I don't know anybody in Mexico. I don't, I don't even speak Spanish. You know, I don't know this city, you know, and, and I, I have no idea, you know, like, but where would I live? What would I do? You know, like, I don't know how any of this will work. So anyway, my boys, as you remember, went to school in Switzerland. So they actually had friends, school friends who live in Mexico City. And, um, and so they were super excited that they, you know, I might come and, I might come and work and, and live here. So anyway, so, um, I was returning to Hong Kong in December to teach my month at Pure and to have the holidays with my boys, but I promised I would come back and teach for just two months in January 2019. So, um, I, but I would have to leave in March as I was teaching a retreat in Portugal with my very good friend Matt Penman from London. And just to add, Matt is actually the voice that you hear at the end of every episode and uh, is my very good friend and was my invaluable guide and director for this podcast. So um, anyway, I loved teaching in Mexico. I loved this city. I loved the climate. I loved the colors. I loved the people. The people, I couldn't get over how kind the people were to me. They were so kind to me and they helped me so much, especially as they knew that I was new here and I didn't speak um, Spanish and, and they helped me so much to find my way. So, um, and I realized pretty soon after I arrived, actually, I didn't really want to leave. Um, and I was trying to navigate my way around the government website, if anyone's tried that, I don't recommend it. Um, and I was trying to um, navigate my way around the government website on how to apply for a visa to extend my stay, which I have to say um, was kind of impossible to say the least. I just couldn't make sense of any of it. I was going round and round in circles. Anyway, one evening, a regular student had asked me if I would be kind enough to teach a small class of ladies for her birthday. So, of course, I said yes with pleasure. And so I rolled up to uh, T1 
teach the class. And as I was um, unfolding my out my mat and setting up uh, for the class and just casually chatting with the ladies before the class began, one of the ladies asked me um, how long I was here for. So I told her my dilemma in wanting to stay, but finding it, I was like, oh man, it's impossible to get information from the government website. And she completely surprised me and said, look no further. I work for one of the largest relocation companies in Mexico City. Would you like one of our lawyers to give you a call in the morning? I mean, I couldn't believe it. I was amazed. Um, and I was so grateful. And sure enough, at 8.30 the next morning, a young lady called Monica called me and we began the process. And I'd just like to say Monica is now a very good friend of mine and lovely Monica. She has helped me so much. So um, so here I am teaching in Mexico as saver and traveling back and forth to see my gorgeous boys in London. Um, I still go back to Hong Kong, although COVID has made it very difficult over the last few years, but I am still uh, a resident there and I still have a business there. And I'm lucky enough to spend time in my home in the mountains in Mugev and in a beautiful uh, mountain village in France. So I feel very blessed. I feel very lucky um, and very, very grateful for this life, which I really, really love. So I think over the years, it's fair to say I've experienced a whole spectrum of emotions. And all of these emotions have helped me to open my heart to trust its inner guidance. And when it comes to matters of deep importance, I have always, always trusted the inner guidance, um, that intuitive wisdom uh, that resides within our hearts. And when my um, wonderful and completely well-meaning friends suggested on and off over the years that perhaps I should live my life a little differently or that perhaps I should settle down, perhaps I should, you know, have a relationship. Um, I just didn't want to. Um, I've worked so hard over these past 13 years since my divorce to heal, um, to be the best I can be, to evolve, to never stop learning, to never stop growing. Um, and I just wasn't willing to compromise my very important life to make others feel more kind of comfortable. And I definitely wasn't willing to succumb to any kind of social conditioning that one can only ever be truly happy if you are a couple or, you know, you have a partner. So, and just to say again, what I think I may have already um briefly touched upon in a previous episode, I have practiced yoga now for almost 20 years. Uh, well, I have practiced for 20 years, though the last 10 years, very consciously as a, as a teacher. And my practice has helped me to remain calm through times of immense sadness and uncertainty. Um, it's also made me incredibly brave and so strong mentally and physically helping to build this inner fortitude of strength when, quite frankly, life has been overwhelming and incredibly challenging. Um, I've worked so hard to become a truly authentic teacher 
only teaching from all this immense knowledge that I have in my heart. And I continue to teach as Seva in the hope that one day perhaps my knowledge will help to heal others. And I guess my greatest hope is for, you know, people that I teach, my students, to realize, to really realize their true potential in the same way that my amazing teachers have helped me to realize mine. So as we come to the end of this last episode, I'm sure, I'm quite certain, in fact, um, that more than one or two of you may be wondering, but what happened with her special personal friend? So I have to say that of all the teachers that I have been extremely lucky enough to learn from and practice with over all these years, I think my special personal friend will always be always be my greatest teacher. Um, He has taught me to love without fear, without expectation, that to show your vulnerability is in fact to be strong. And he's taught me, oh, he's taught me patience in abundance and an unwavering faith that what is meant for you will always, always find you. And most importantly, he has taught me one of love's most valuable lessons of all, which is to love unconditionally. And many, many times over many, many years, I have said to my special friend, even if you never love me the same way that I love you, I will love you just the same. Always, always, always. And now, what happens next? Well, the story isn't over quite yet. Let's just end by saying, the story continues. Thank you for listening. I hope you found something in my story that maybe made you take a pause, or perhaps sparked your interest or just simply inspired you to follow your heart. If you did, then please give Kiss of Life a like and a follow. And of course, don't forget to tell all of your friends. That would be amazing. Sending you all love and light. Thank you. This podcast was edited and hosted by Ivan Gluckman with music by Lucas Hoy. Original artwork by Chandre Bouchot. True and unscripted storytelling by Jill Hoy with direction from me, Matt Penman.